everybody. Welcome to this week's adventure of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e DD adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Tom Shudiam, and around the table we have Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. Let's just jump right into it. After getting their items, the Jank Squad is ready to delve into the lair of Arafator. So, Jank Squad, Ghoul, speaks to you and goes, There are two entrances that I am aware of. There are other creatures down there other than Arathator. They don't come up, and we don't go down, as I've said previously. Or rather, we don't return, but I do hear noises, and some of what I hear reminds me of you, young brother. As she points to you, Fleeple. Hmm, so we got some weird lizardy people in there. Yes, that is all I can hear from the entrances I have sat and pondered at. One is in my home, where the other is underneath this town hall. I do not know which one you would prefer, but I do know the one closer to my home is where I hear the noises. Those creatures were the one underneath the town hall. I hear silence. That's really all the information she's able to give you of uh, which entrance to choose, so. Hmm. Well, silence either means no nasty things or nasty things that are really good at being sneaky. That sounds like a gamble to me, risk-reward. Let's go for it. I was going to say, you want to roll a fake <laughs> die for us? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, he said the sounds are closer to his home, but do you really feel like it's a up in the air, we can roll a die. Let's roll a die. Okay. If it's a plus, we go for the sneaky one. If it's a minus, we go for the noisy one. If it's in the middle, I roll again. It's in the middle. It's in the middle. It's a plus. We go for the sneaky one. Ah, my specialty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for my benefit, you're going to the one that where the noises are more prominent, correct? Uh, the one where there are no noises. Okay, great. So, Ghoul leads you to the ladder that goes down into the lair. And it's just a short ladder because the ladder goes about 10 feet down and then there are icy stairs that descend about 100 feet into a tight spiral deeper into the iceberg. Before we get further and I describe these rooms to you, let me describe the general characteristics of this lair just for you, which I don't believe I've done previously, but in some of these books, they describe to you like what you can expect temperature-wise, light-wise, wall-wise, ceiling-wise, things like that. So most of these passages are going to be at least 15 feet wide. So there's no, like, unless it specifies and I let you know, it's not going to be like a tight fit for all of you to get by. You could go side by side through most of these passages. And most of the ceilings are 20 feet tall. The floors are worn. I mean, it's an iceberg, right? There's not really decoration. There's not rugs. You're walking on an iceberg, unlike the village above uh, on top with the orcs, where they had made planks. They had made floors. This one is just straight up. You're walking 
<laughs> on snow and ice. There are instances where you might slip and fall due to like slopes there uh, being, or if there's particularly treacherous terrain, but you feel like you might be able to use some of the materials that you were given back in Waterdeep to assist you in some of those areas. The light here, I'm not even gonna worry about that because you all have dark vision, so there you go. <laughs> but the big one, which is pretty obvious, is the temperature. It is cold. It is very cold. 20 degrees Fahrenheit, roughly. Sorry for our international listeners, I don't know the conversion of that, but under zero degrees Celsius. And if you weren't bundled up with the garb and gear that you were given in Waterdeep, you sure you'd be like freezing and getting hypothermia. Like it was cold with the orcs, but it is like, <laughs> you need these skins to survive like th this uh, warmth. And you're like, oh gosh, like it's barely keeping the coldness at bay. And lastly, the visibility down in here, there is some instances or some areas of the cave where there's gonna be like a thick, like a snowy, haze sometimes uh, and so the visibility might vary depending on where you're going into the cave itself so those are some of the general characteristics about the lair here so as you descend these stairs the chamber that you come across is empty it is a large chamber and most of these chambers that you're going to encounter are quite large this one is roughly 75 feet by like 60 feet and its ceiling is only 20 feet tall except for the winding staircase leading down but it's vacant empty and eerily quiet there is no water dripping there is no wind it is deafening the silence here being this far deep in the iceberg you see a path going north and a path going south Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a cobalt by the toe. South it is. So, it, well, we came in from the north, right? You came into the middle of this chamber because the this, this staircase spiraled down. So it's like a drill drilled right into this chamber and emptied into the middle of it. I'd say south. Let's. Okay. I'm just going to choose south. All right. Yeah. Should we sneaky it? Sneaky sneak. Stealth checks, please. All right. I will lead... And also, as I'm doing that, I, I'm trying to check for traps. Because this is a dragon's lair, and don't know too much about dragons, but I'm pretty sure they like to defend their lair <laughs> from sneaky sneaks. So, let's get everybody's stealth checks first. I got a 22. <gasps> Good job, Fleeple. I got a natural 20 for 32. Ooh. Goodness gracious. And Mal. An 11. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, before we get too much further, I'm going to drop a pass without trace on us. Ooh. So do we get to add that to our rolls? Uh, depends on what Thomas thinks, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, is he a uh, cool so DM or is he a... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Ned, the staff of the woodlands, you can use an action to cast pass without trace without using any charges. Nice. Oh, oh, wow. It's That's not on the spell list that I had seen. It's underneath the spell list. Shoot, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely going to do that. Don't have to spend a spell slot for it. It's a pretty good one. So let's go ahead. Like, we're not going to use it on this first roll here. But Makes sense. moving forward, next stealth check that we get, we're going to use Paths Without Trace, okay? Cool. And it still makes me a cool DM. That it does. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so... My aspect of the beast for the day 
is an eagle, and the eagle has the ability to see up to a mile as if it were only 100 feet. And I don't know how that would translate into perception roles and what, like, seeing things far off coming toward us. Okay. I've never been sure exactly how that manifests in the game. (laughs) Actually, for ease, I'll just take the aspect of the tiger, which increases my stealth while we're stealthing through the dungeon. Mm, okay. I don't need good. to see like an eagle while we're in a dark, dungy place. I'm changing my proficiency to, for my long rest, something I've never changed it to before, athletics. <gasps> athletics. Whoa. Oh, okay. Sounds good. So as Fleeple gets weak, you get strong. Yes. <laughs> the yin and the yang. All right. And Mal, as you uh, change your aspect, you uh, just inherently reach out to your animal companion, Zaza, only to realize Zaza's not here. Mm -hmm. Zaza is gone. Not disappeared. Not in the pocket dimension. Your connection with Zaza is severed. And Zaza does not exist for you anymore. That being one of the big boons of the pact that you made when you severed with Air 2, you also severed with Zaza. While we're sneaking down um, through these tunnels, Mel will take a moment by herself off to the side by this little wall as we're about to go down here and just lights a stick of incense and puts it in the snow for Zaza. Okay. So, as you sneak south, you go through a hallway into a much bigger room, a much larger room. One that has supplies in it. Not the supplies that you would see in a storeroom like back in Greenest or like in a shop, but there are some ramshackle supplies down here. It looks like there is food, dried whale, frozen giant squid. Um, There are fish, there are seal, walrus. There are some pelts down here. And it looks like some of these pelts, in fact, all of these pelts, are not fit for normal humanoids. In fact, they are fit for much smaller creatures. And Fleeple, as you go over and inspect, it looks like there is uh, an opening in the back where a tail could be uh, poked through sufficiently. And you feel, you like hold it up to yourself and you go, I think you could fit in it. Pretty good, actually, pretty snug. Hmm, I haven't gone undercover in a while. Gonna slip myself into this little outfit. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it, it is the furs that would keep you warm, so you'd have to sort of, like, slip out of your water deep ones and slip this one on, exposing yourself briefly to the elements, which is very cold, but you can do that without issue if that is what you like to do. Yeah, we're doing the sneaky thing. I'll be the sneaky guy. Okay, sounds good. Um, While Fleeple is doing that, Lance and Mal, you also notice lots of rope in here. Coiled rope, spikes, and even a few pulleys. Like, very similar to what you saw outside when they were rigging an elevator, essentially, up to the top of the iceberg very similar engineering uh, engineering tools in this room. Are there any oh, what, what the heck are they called? Like grapples? Do we have grapples? Do we have grappling things? 
I don't believe any of you have grappling hooks, but I could be wrong. I don't think I have one. I do not. No. So there aren't any grappling hooks necessarily, but there is a massive iron hook that has been jammed into the ceiling of this chamber. And there is a pulley attached to that iron hook specifically. Is there rope hanging from the pulley? Is it attached to anything or there just is a pulley? There's a, there's a coiled rope hanging and dangling from that specifically. It looks like that mechanism seems to be that's jammed into the ceiling. That, that That's stationary, but there's a lot of rope that is coiled at the bottom direct in the center of this room. Does it connect to anything that can be pulled up there? It just connects to the ceiling. Hmm. But a pulley. So there's coiled rope. The rope goes up through the pulley and just back down? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and Fleeple, it's about this time that you are in the outfit and uh, you you stave off the cold again uh, with your warm furs. Yes, and I come walking up as Mal and Lance are looking at this weird pulley and I go, Oh, yes, I'm a kobold. I know what this is all about, right? <laughs> no, this is this is very odd to you. You're like, what, what? What what is this? What mm, this isn't kobold doing? What's going on here? <laughs> this, this is engineering. Are, are any of you proficient in any engineering tools? Uh, I don't believe so. <laughs> I got my herbalism kit, and that's it. All right. Tom's like making us regret. Oh, I should have gone into a trade in my backstory. Dungeon delving. Dang, Dang it! Oh man. man. Yes. Dungeon my mother delving was right. I should have been an engineer, not an adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> I should have I should have put the herbs away. <laughs> well, either there's some really really smart kobolds here or else the kobolds are maybe just the the workers for some kind of bigger mastermind. Well, I mean there's a dragon in here. Dragons are smart. It's oh, a pretty big mind. Are we are we pulling the pulley or are we going to we just going to keep going? I mean, wouldn't it just pull the rope that's on the other side of the pulley? Yeah, you go over to the rope and you pull it and it you, it just lifts the other coil up and you sort of and you pull that back down and it lifts the other coil up and it just seems to be going back and forth back and forth back and forth I just think these kobolds are really bored really bored just you know (laughs) is this that Uh, science thing I've heard about (laughs) this chamber there are two I'm a man of fate not science (laughs) (laughs) there are two corridors leading off that you have not well there's three corridors out of this. One of them you entered through, but there are two new corridors. One of them is heading to the north, and one is to the heading to the southeast in this chamber. Um, hmm. Wanna, wanna roll that fate die? <laughs> yeah, we could give that a shot. Sure. Does anyone feel strongly to go one way or the other? I think north is gonna lead us to a dead end kind of thing, but I don't know. What I usually do in like top-down video games when I've got a room that has multiple entrances is I just like start at 12 o'clock and then work my way around clockwise. Mm. Let's do it. North it is. All right, north. All right. And I assume stealthily because you did last time, yes? Yes. Checking for traps. Plus pass without trace this time. Checking with the traps, pass without trace. Do you want me to roll for checking for traps or not? Yes, I forgot to do that last time. Um, so uh, Lance, why don't you go ahead and check for traps now? And what'd you get? So checking for traps is a non-natural 20. Ooh, good. Okay, and let's get everybody's stealth roll. Now that you've, you've messed with the pulley, you've changed clothing, let's do stealth and add 10 to this result. My stealth was a natural 20, which is 32 plus 10, 42. 
Well, I got a 32, and that's with my plus 10. Ooh. Wow. And Mal? I got a 24 with my plus 10. Yeah. All above 20, impossibly one of you is over. Lance is gone. <laughs> Lance has melded in with the ice into the wall. He's rolled around in the snow, and he is swimming, <laughs> slithering through the snow <laughs> in the iceberg. And uh, it's like in Winnie the Pooh, where uh, the animated Winnie the Pooh, where they are in the story, and then they like skip onto the words of the page, and then they like turn the page and stuff. That's Lance right now in my Tyranny of Dragons book. He's just <laughs> jumping through the book. Okay, wow. So all over twenty, and a non-natural twenty for the traps. Lance, you are going about what do you say, fifteen feet above every, uh, in front of everybody, right? Yeah. Okay, at 15 feet in front of everybody with Mal and then Fleeple bringing up the rear, you are being very aware, very careful, and you don't see any traps leading into the next chamber. The next chamber being a fairly boring chamber. This is kind of seems just like a bunch of junk has been thrown in here. There is litter. There is, like, bone. There's uh, small scraps of meat here. Uh, there's uh, the odor of waste that is gross and uh, the, the cold doesn't seem to be uh, I mean, it's dampening the smell somewhat but there's a bunch of useless just random stuff there's like a broken chair uh, in the middle of the room there's uh, shredded blankets and like furs and like just discarded in uh, one of the corners it's pretty gross and um, it can be I mean, it's easy to navigate the trash, but this is a trash room. And it's similar to the room that you found in the caldera, actually. Yes, yes. Mm, it wouldn't hurt to just dig through a little bit, could it? Oh. I want to dig through, through the trash. Like to dig through yeah. the trash? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Go ahead and roll an investigation check then, please. You got the sport. A 17. 17, okay. I'll have you roll a stealth check as well, a new one. Just for you. 18. 18. With the plus 10? With the plus 10. With the plus 10. Wow. Okay. So a 17 for the investigation and an 18 for the stealth? Yes. You are sifting through the trash and um, how many, like how long do you want to go to look in this room, Fleetwood? Just get an idea of like uh, how much how much I should describe to you. Well, I mean, that depends on how long it's going to take before Mal and Lance get bored with Fleeple digging through <laughs> the garbage. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see um, a good six minutes go by, and you are going through some of the trash that is not disgusting. You're going through the shredded furs, the shredded clothing and blankets, and uh, you you see some nicks and you see some knacks and you, you're like, ah, is this worse than anything? Is this good? Uh, eh, probably not. And so you discard that. And um, as you go to uh, the chair, you're like looking to see if any of the legs are hollow and you're going through some of the bones to see if maybe something valuable. <sighs> not anything of value within the few minutes that you've been searching in this trash room yet. Uh, maybe if you keep searching but I mean this could just be a trash room okay yeah I'm done <laughs> and Lance as you and Mal are keeping watch you don't hear anything 
enter or like moving towards your general direction. So Fleeple's like, okay, got, got us good once over. Pretty sure this is pretty sure this is nothing here. So as you are done with this, there is a corridor leading east away from this trash room. Uh, Fleeple, with your passive perception, you do hear a little bit of noise coming from that corridor and that chamber beyond. All right, let's be especially sneaky. Okay, I will especially sneak over there. So let's go ahead and roll another... Do we need another stealth check? We'll do another stealth check. So 25. Okay. It's getting worse, Ned. (laughs) 25, Lance. It's another natural 20. <laughs> oh, shut Three up. natural oh 20s. Gosh. You are wasting your 20s. Attacks. Sorry, I get advantage on sneakies. So that's 42. 31 for Mal. 31. Okay, sounds good. All of you silent through the snow here. You're able to move closer to this corridor. And I'll reveal this corridor for you. Oh. Oh. More kobolds. Awesome. Oh, surprise, surprise. One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve kobolds. A dozen. Uh, almost a baker's dozen with Fleeple there. Yeah. So, a dozen kobolds occupy this disheveled and filthy chamber. Half-eaten fish heads and gnawed seal flippers are tossed into corners or carefully strewn around matted heaps of fur, which would undoubtedly smell as bad as they look if not for the cold here. With your passive perception and because of how stealthy you are, you do notice that most of these kobolds are currently sleeping. There are a few that are awake. There are some in the middle of the chamber that seem to be sharpening blades or sewing clothing, but doesn't seem to be uh you haven't aroused these um this troop of kobolds here Hmm. all right do we want to keep moving forward or do we sleeple go and roll me roll me a perception check oh yes for sure you got the sport 25 none of these kobolds have wings none of them thank goodness we don't have to hear that voice (laughs) but i have wings If I have wings, I might be able to do some commanding here. Mm. Unless they don't have any with wings and they've never seen one before. So they're like, you're Mm. not from around here. (laughs) Well, we know that there are kobolds here. They don't seem like they're doing anything that's going to cause trouble in the near future. Maybe we look around and maybe just scope out a couple extra options before we take decisive action. So you want to go back to the other corridor? Yeah, that's what sure. I'm thinking. I'm down with that. Yeah, leave these kobolds alone for now. With your stealth checks from before, um, as crazy and insanely high as some of them are, you're able to sneak away. Um, you're able to leave these sleeping kobolds be and just keep in mind that they are here. There's more chambers to just explore and discover as you know how big this iceberg is in general and you have just barely scratched the surface. So going back to the previous chamber, you go through the junk room, you go to the engineering room um, where this is the only room that you've encountered with an unexplored corridor. Would you like to move forward through this corridor? Or go back to the first room and take that corridor that's unexplored. 
Let's go with the room that we are in. I yeah, agree. Let's stick to where we are. Sounds good. So f- from the engineering room, you go to the southeast and you explore this corridor. Now this corridor does descend. It does descend a little bit here. And with the idea that it is descending, I mentioned that some of these floors might be a little bit slick here. We do have the, the boots that have the spikes in them. That's mm-hmm. absolutely true. So yeah, with the crampons, um, if you uh, attach them on, you will be able to move stealthily, but you will take a negative three circumstantial like bonus to your stealth checks because they do make a little bit of noise here. So, so now we just have a plus seven. Yes, exactly. So now you have a plus seven from Pass Without Trace as long as it is up, as long as you're all within 30 feet of Fleeple. But yes, you can avoid having to make athletics or dexterity checks whenever there's a slope up or down because you have this gear from Waterdeep. All right. Sounds like a good trade-off to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and move forward. Uh, Same situation. Lance heading forward, uh, checking for traps and stealthing everybody else, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, so with these crampons on, well, let's go ahead and get another stealth check from everybody around here. And Add investigation. Plus seven instead of, and then investigation from Lance. Yes, thank you. So 24. Same roll. Awesome. Mal? 30. 30. And Lance, so help me if you say it's a natural 20. I'm not joking. <laughs> Four natural 20s in a row? Yes. It's a natural He's going to roll all ones in those battles when we go back to look at those. Cobalt. I'm going to destroy those boots. I'm going to have the dragon gr- bite your feet off and take the elven boots off of you. Can I petition I that we just don't have to roll stealth time, checks though. anymore? In this <laughs> I just rolled one dice because I thought this was my investigation check. Oh my gosh. 42? <laughs> I, well, no, not 42. Because minus three. So, 39. 39. <laughs> Alright, Lance, go and roll on your investigation check. Investigation. Listeners, if you think rogues are OP, it's probably because you gave them really good magic items. That's, that's, on, that's on you. That's on yeah. you. That's, that's you're a cool DM. That's the cool DM. It's a cool DM. Yeah. Um, <laughs> investigation roll is a 32. Hey, 32. I rolled an 18 and I got a plus 12 to it. So a 30. Or wait, 30. 30. 30. Then 30. Straight there. There you go. Still 30. Oh my gosh. Okay. You told me this was a sneaky hallway, okay? So I'm here. It's my time to shine. (laughs) You didn't get any items from... Yeah, I got fishnets, okay? (laughs) Let me have a moment. Are you you like wearing those around your legs, by the way? I put them in, I would assume... Well, they handed a bunch of us to, like two to everybody. We could all be carrying them, or I just put them in the back of holding. I just imagined with your your dark cloak and your dark eyeliner, you're like you've cut them out and you've like rolled them up like sleeves on your on your arms and you know <laughs> you like got like cardigan. big heavy boots. <laughs> there you go. You just you're going through your goth face. Yeah. Okay. So before you enter this chamber, this chamber feels far colder than any area of the ice caves that you've explored so far. The cold doesn't come from the walls it issued from a yawning pit in the floor that twists down into darkness now and above this pit is a heavy iron hook that is anchored in the ice in the ceiling itself 
and a five-foot-wide walkway extends around both sides of the pit, connecting the entrance to an exit across the room. So there is a hallway that is south of this yawning portal, for lack of a better word. Hmm. Um, And uh, carved into the ice of the walls are images of white dragons in flight. Hmm, well, well, well. So... Now... Sorry, before we get any further here, I want to honor the 30 that was rolled for the investigation, so I apologize. It's not a trap so uh, as much as it is just a general observation here that the walkway that goes that is west and south of this portal is very weak and is dangerous. And when you walk up to it, you see that it could possibly give way, Lance. So you halt everybody from moving forward. The way north and east, however, around the portal appear to be safe with your 30 that was rolled. So you're pretty sure you could move around this. Fleeple, what would you like to say? Yes, it, I think we may have found what this pulley system is for. Mm, it, what if I just flap myself on down there real quick and just see what's at the bottom of this pit? I mean, I would just assume... By the design of this, this might be the shortcut to the big boy himself. Can we see down the pit? Yeah. Let me just check to see what visibility is like there. I'm going to go with probably not, but <laughs> but can we? I mean, Filippo, I, so I think that's a good idea. So what you can oh. see as you peer over, all three of you with your dark vision, there is a 60-foot... It's essentially a chute, but it goes 60 feet down into a large, large chamber. 60 feet down. I believe dark vision only goes 60 feet, yes? Yes. Okay. So as it only, you see that there is a platform almost exactly 60 feet from where you are bending down and looking into the chamber. But this chamber is... It opens up. It is a expanse before you. And there are many areas of the chamber below that are just darkness because your 60 feet only goes, or your dark vision only goes 60 feet. So you know that there's a platform you could fly down to, but what is beyond, you do not know. You are not aware. I'm going to go with Mal's suggestion that this is probably like a shortcut to the dragon that was lance but i'll take the credit thank oh, you oh nice well you two you two are just of one mind to such a great degree that it, it basically could have been either of you <laughs> are, are you wanting to flap down a little bit and see what you can Fleeple's see people's farsighted <laughs> mm, well i mean i've got pass without trace cast on me however if i fail and there is a big old white dragon down there then that could be bad don't go that far down just go a little ways down yes. and you have your ascending stone i have the other ascending stone so call me beat me if you want to reach me and yes. we'll just stay in contact I'll make sure that I put it on silence because I don't don't want the dragon to hear it. (laughs) They are Nokias. They're very loud. (laughs) But durable. They're oh so durable. You could drop that thing on a dragon and it's still survive. And if you're flying down there and somehow the dragon catches you, maybe you can get out of it because you're disguised. (laughs) Yeah, I I got some charcuterie for you, boss. 
No, remember, you're, you're a flapping oh dragon. Goodness. You're a flapping dragon. You gotta do the different accent. You're a flapping dragon. Uh, <laughs> hey, boss, the, the people from down near Neverwinter, ha oh, ha they brought us all these delightful meats. Anyway, you got the sport, ha ha ha. It's like oh, Tommy Wiseau oh and Arnold gosh. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, boy. That's beautiful. Oh, oh no. Dude, that's a 19, because I rolled a 5 on the die. I'm going to spend a luck point on that. Yeah. For your stealth? Okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure dragons have a higher passive perception than that. Yeah, and since you're flying, it's going to be a plus 10 here, because you're not using your crampons. Give it again, that's a 4. Uh, oh, oh yeah. come on. Roll better on your stealth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I will. I'll spend another luck point, and I'll roll better on my stealth. <laughs> oh my Jake, gosh. lend him one of your natural 20s. I told him there to take one. There we go, that's a 32. Okay, okay. So, like, you start to flap, and as you start to descend, um, <laughs> mouth, like, it's not very quiet and you go oh right right and so you do it again and Lance is like Fleeple that's even worse <laughs> you're like oh right and so you like come on Wings I know I've only had you for a few weeks months however long it's been I hear the rage mage just berating me in the back of my mind <laughs> you got to you got to make sure that you own the wings it's not just strength it's stamina <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense because of my strength. I'm, I'm, I am currently you lost at seventy-five. You lost your strength. Seventy-five percent of my normal strength. There you go. And so you, and you glide like an owl in flight. You silently start to fall. I'm gonna need each of you to roll me a d6, please. Oh boy, oh love boy. that. That's a two, four, six for me. Okay. Two, four, six. That's a good, right? It's good. It's a good uh, sign. That's a, that's a good. It's a, it's a good sign. <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. As you descend, Ned, every, f- like, five feet that you descend, you just get colder and colder and almost freezing. If it weren't for the furs that you had on, you would surely turn into... Uh, you surely would start suffering frostbite. And it's almost like you need three layers of um, your furs to keep warm. It's zero degrees Fahrenheit, roughly. I mean, and so, again, apologies to our international listeners. It is bone chilling. It is seeping through your scales. The light here, like I said, it is dark. And you can only see 60 feet around you. And you land on a pillar. And as you land on a pillar, it just seems to keep going on and on. But for our listeners who don't have Roll20 in front of them, there are pillars that you can see scattered about. But there is ice, but also water that has not frozen at the bottom of this iceberg. Um, There are varying levels of snow and ice down here but you can tell that there has been some shaping some moving some uh crafting by some monster or entity to make this passageway this cavern movable and uh, (laughs) um you don't see anything 
or hear anything, though. Um, it's just the occasional sloshing of the water at the bottom of this column. But I'd say it's pretty easy for you to put two and two together. Of This cavern would certainly be large enough for any type of dragon to maneuver around. Yep, 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 yep. I'm going to flap myself up to my friends. I will have you roll another stealth check if you're flapping upwards here. Okay, okay, you got this sport. 28, 28, let me math. Okay, <laughs> 28. Yes, 28. You're like, okay, I think I've seen enough. And you, just, and you start flying up. As you, as you see, another feature of this um, cavern is that there seems to be like a vapor hanging in the, in the air. Um, just like sort of like swirling mist almost, but it's so cold that the moisture in the air is just halfway between crystallization and uh, I mean, it really is just like a mist and a vapor that is traveling. And as you beat your wings, the vapor is slightly disturbed, but without making hardly any noise, you go the 60 feet back up to your friends. Sounds like an Idaho winter, am I right, folks? Yeah. When Thomas was describing, he's like, it's bone chilling. I'm like, I think Ned knows exactly what you're talking about. Don't we all? Ned, why don't you describe what bone chilling is? Oh, man. Those mornings when you walk outside and you take a big, deep breath and you immediately wish you hadn't because your nose is solid, all of the burgers are frozen. Mm-hmm. And you're just coughing uncontrollably because the, your your lungs are frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, friends, that that's the bad place down there. Great. But aren't aren't we trying to go to the bad place? Is this a shortcut we want to take, or are we trying to go the long way down? Well, I mean, this I is, mean, if is we avoid, go ahead, Flip. It it depends on you know. I mean, because there could be other useful knowledge or information in some of these other passageways going about from the center here. But at least we know that we have a way to get to our prey. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there's like I don't know. This is a dilemma because yes, this this is where we want to be. But at the same time, do we want to fight this thing in its layer? But at the same time is it going to come out of its layer? And at the same time Yes, there's other things that we could find that could help us, but at the same time, the more we wander, the the more we encounter chances of alerting this thing before we get there. Oh, and I just remember, didn't Ghoul say that it was going to be, like, hunting us? Kind of, yeah. That it, it would be aware of us at some point. Yeah, because it's supposed to be... But I mean, be, there's no way that it's aware of us. We've been way, way too sneaky. Of course, of course. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire. I could go, I could go back to Lolly's place and win us the house. But um, Mal will put a hand on Lance's shoulder. Lance, yes. sorry, sorry. Yes. We know that there's a way down right here. Let's explore a little more, and then we can brainstorm again. Okay, I just don't. Okay. Does that feel okay to everybody? The, we have the element. We could have the element of surprise. I'm just saying. I need everybody to roll me a d6. Oh boy. Thomas does not encourage talking. It's a one from me. <laughs> That's a one from me. That's a five for me. Okay, so a five and a one and a one. 
Well, I mean, I didn't actually hear any, I didn't hear any, like, <laughs> any of that going on, so it might not be down there. I just... Mm. Which might mean that it's currently up here trying to find us. So, as you are talking, you hear a conversation. Somebody's speaking, and uh, not too far away from you, each of you see from the south corridor that you've not yet explored, there is one cobalt that is walking with a humanoid individual that seems terribly out of place. This person is tall, not taller than any of you necessarily, but a lot taller than a cobalt, and uh, wearing these very fine furs, keeping them warm. They have long black hair, but their most distinguishing characteristic is that they are a red tiefling with horns protruding out of their forehead. And as you are talking amongst yourselves, you hear a bit of a conversation going, of this woman's voice going, well, Arathator, if they really want some results, they can come talk to me anytime they'd like. And the cobalt going, well, yes, but uh, he just is very... uh." And at that point, the three of you look at them and they look at you as they seem to have stumbled upon you at this portal here. There is a bit of silence. Oh, uh, Macarth, Macarth the Crimson. Hey... Hi. The tiefling, her eyes go wide, and this it's its weird to see it because she doesn't actually have pupils. It's just white, completely white over, and, but her eyes go wide as she looks at you and she goes, Oh, you, you, you know my, you know me? I, uh, yes, your, your friends back home have been missing you. Just wanted to know how you're doing. Yeah, we've been sent by your order. Um, because they think you've died, and they don't want you to be dead. And she, like, slowly looks down at the kobold, and as she looks at the kobold, the kobold is staring at you, takes a big breath in. (gasps) Crap. Intruders! (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, good. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. Oh boy. Dang it! Oh man. Wait, I have that ring of silence. I have the ring of silence that <gasps> that Ralph oh. gave me. <laughs> oh. We will see if we can get the ring of silence out before intruders is yelled next time on iCast Fire. <gasps> roll initiative at we will roll initiative and we'll see who gets first in that initiative order there since ooh, this cobalt is obviously initiating some sort of conflict. So ooh, tune in next time to see what happens there. But as always, my players, Ned, Jacob, Mickey, thank you so much for joining on this dungeon crawl. I said it last time i do love a good dungeon crawl here um making some real stealthy rolls uh going into the dragon's lair that didn't um and uh and uh we'll we'll have some a lot of fun uh resolving and seeing what happens in the next episode as macaw the crimson has stumbled upon you and 
So thank you again, players, so much. But listeners, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us on this adventure that we have. Um, if you like what we're doing, feel please feel free to leave us a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. It gets us into other people's recommended feeds so they can join in on the adventure and binge our whole first season here. And if you want to leave us uh, something to let us know what you like, you can either do it through review or through shooting us an email at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. Or we have our social medias. We've got Twitter, we've got Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can leave a comment, you can leave a hashtag, iCastFireball, whatever you'd like. We just would love to hear from you. We're going to shout out our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where Ned and some fantastic cast members go through Fate Accelerated Tabletop's uh, campaigns, where it's improv-based, heavy improv, 10,000 Things, uh, which is an Avatar Legends campaign and Blades in the Dalfay, an actual play, Blades in the Dark System, uh, actual play. If you don't know what some of those tabletop systems are, you need to go listen to them because those tabletop systems really allow the players and the GM to explore different aspects of TTRPGs that I think you'll find very insightful and very fun. And don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out. And I'm going to be selfish here. One more shout out. I'm going to shout out my wife i love her so much and she supports this podcast heart mind and soul and i i say this multiple times but all the good ideas that come in this podcast genuinely come from her i have a issue i have a problem i can't think something through and then she presents an idea and it's amazing and that's what we go with in the podcast so heather love you and thanks for making this podcast go forward but lastly don't forget to like subscribe and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers but until next time i'm thomas your dm and around the table we have malamara lance thalen and fleeple let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time